Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. Shelby, and I guess that's really it. No Shelby. But who needs a Shelby where we can get a guest? Yeah. <laughs> we have Frantic. Hello. There we go. Look at that. That's a crew. Yeah. A we haven't had a guest in a while, like a non-regular guest in a long time. Yes, that is true. How excited are you right now? I'm, I'm excited to be here. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever we have a new guest on the show... I always like to ask hard-hitting hard questions, questions to them. Uh, you've listened to the show before? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. You, you know about hard-hitting questions. And are you ready to be on the uh, hot seat? Uh, I guess so. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So first up, why don't you tell us about your, your little show and who you are? Okay. Uh, well, I make a podcast every week called Frank Thoughts, which is kind of just me ranting at a mic for about 45 minutes to an hour about gaming and other things like that that I've been interested in that week and uh I just kind of like making videos and podcasts and different things for fun on the side so yeah <laughs> makes you feel good yeah. makes you feel good it gives me the warm and fuzzies <laughs> <laughs> that's good next question so I've heard that you like uh Dragon Ball Z yep uh if that's true who's your favorite character uh that's actually a pretty hard question. Uh, I'd probably say Gohan because I feel like he has the best character arc in Z. Yeah. Oh, well, what is the right answer then? It's obviously Goku. Well, you mean he's just the naive guy that likes to fight everybody, right? You say that like a, no, <laughs> no. Goku's the naive guy who likes to fight everybody. Yeah, that's. <laughs> All right. Next question. I knew I wasn't gonna. I wasn't even gonna attack this. Attack that because Dragon Ball is the best thing ever. So yeah. Uh, I always ask, what's your favorite color? Uh. I'm pretty fond of blue, but if I'm on the right day, maybe lime green. Gross. All right, next <laughs> question. Uh, why frantic? Are you trying to frighten your listeners? Uh, no, it's uh, actually I've had somewhat of a name frantic of some sort since I was 13. When I was 13, I thought it was super edgy to say frantic society was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so that's kind of been my gamer tag ever since then. So that's like 15 years or something doing that. Yeah. Damn. So it's kind of just, I just kind of stick with it because I'm used to it, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. That makes sense. So I've, I've heard you're trying to coin the phrase splatformer. So my question is, who do you think you are? Uh, I guess uh, some sort of wise guy or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, super meat boy that's where i was thinking like yeah, yeah you know you splat and then you restart the level and then there's similar games like that like celeste and other games so i thought that was a cool term it's it's fun it's playful yeah do you think introducing another 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 uh, deviation of for like pre-established genres is important do you want to muddy the waters further i mean it's better than the roguelike roguelite thing that yeah, yeah like that everybody either. talks about like uh which what's the difference between a roguelike and a roguelite it's like very i guess one's easy apparently. yeah it's like a very fine line so i mean it's less confusing than that <laughs> the platformer you feel like you're gonna die a lot while platform yeah yeah i, I kind of like it actually <laughs> all right you have a cat yeah 
What's their name? Why do you continue to let your cat disrespect you by interrupting your show and other people's show? And will you ever end this cycle of abuse? Uh, uh, her name's Storm, and she just likes attention. And if I don't give her attention, she starts meowing. And especially, she goes to the other room and does it too. So basically, I have to get up and go get her type of thing. And <laughs> I guess she just she's just disrespe- disrespectful. That's all I can say. I don't know. <laughs> there's no like, there's no changing her. Is she older at this point? And if she's there, she is right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even on other people's shows, disre- disrespect. A chain of disrespect. Yep. All right. Last question. Okay. It's been said that you shaved your goatee for a charity event. Is it for charity if shaving the goatee was a good choice anyways? Mm-hmm. Secondly, will you regrow it? And if so, will you consider an upgrade to a beard? Okay. Well... I can't really grow a beard very well, and I know the goatee. Okay, so I went back and I was watching some of my older video. Well, like not even that old, a few a few months ago. And I'm like, why did I have that horrible goatee? <laughs> <laughs> so it's do- is it done for? You're done with the goatee? Uh yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, uh, she was sleeping, so that's good timing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I apologize. That cat knows comedic timing. <laughs> no, no, comedic timing from that cat is amazing. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna ever go back that giant bushy goatee ever again. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it for hard hitting questions. I think you did a decent job. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't think of anything really, really juicy. All right. So, uh, not that uh, that stuff's over. Uh, we should talk about things. I just want to start this this pre-topic crap off with. God of War for PS4 is amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been playing the shit out of it. It's really good. Alright, you're yeah, playing too? Yeah, I started it the other day. Awesome. Yeah, I, st- I, st- I started it yesterday yeah. actually and I played for for at least 10 or so hours, maybe a bit more. Yeah, I'm about six to seven hours in myself, and uh, yeah, I just got maybe like two hours after it kind of opens up a bit, so yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, of course, but yeah. Yeah, I know, we'll we'll avoid spoilers for sure, but but like, fucking tight gameplay, awesome story, useful AI, fun puzzles, good combat, lots of upgrades, lots of exploration. The game is great. Yeah, the graphics are just stunning, too. It, it, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, too. I forgot to end, mention that yeah. as well. I don't even have a Pro, and it looks amazing. I have a 1080p regular PS4, yeah. and it's still just gorgeous. So, yeah. Same same here. I love it. Looks looks great. Kratos, I, I, you know, in the past, when, when the first few God of Wars, I actually didn't really like Kratos' design very much. Just thought it was kind of ugly. But his current design, the beard, man, and the grizzled look, that guy, he looks awesome now. Looks hardened. Yeah, he does. It's it's a really fun game. And I, and I was sitting there thinking, I can't help but think when playing these games, I, I wonder, would Sagey like this? Because it's so, so cinematic. I, it blends its stuff well, and I think there's there's way more gameplay than there is, like, uh, cutscenes. But there are still plentiful cutscenes, and they're fantastic. But, yeah, that's the question. I have no idea if you'd like it or not. Actually, I think your, your gaming tastes have opened up a lot the last couple of years, <laughs> so it's possible that you might you might enjoy it. You going to get that PS4 soon, Sagey? I think so. I th- I mean, that's, the, the plan the has been probably end end of this year. We'll see. We've got E3 coming up. Maybe they'll they'll, they'll announce a game that will blow your mind for PS4. Mm-hmm. 
And then you'll have the ultimate combo of PS4 Switch. Yes, that's the ultimate, right? That's that's my ultimate combo. I love. It. They're, they're both Can't great. go wrong there. <laughs> nope. What's uh? So you've been playing God of War. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Seiji, what what have you been playing lately? That besides stuff for the show. Well, since the last show, I finished uh the second game in the Ace Attorney series. Yeah. Which is Justice for All. Finished it. It was okay. Nice. Solid series. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. Solid series so far. I mean, it's it's strange. Ace Attorney because neither the first or the second games are like amazing. If you see the series as a whole, their its characteristics, uh, the mechanics are so compelling that makes you think that it's a great series, and that's how I feel. So I'm playing the third one <laughs> right now. It's yeah. pretty good so far. I I have to play that one this year at some point. I always I try to play a Phoenix Red every every year, so that'll be on my plate at some point. Yeah. So if uh, I think the previous two games were four cases, I'm in the third case in the third game. So I think I'm past half of it, and yeah, it's pretty solid, pretty good. That's good. Have you played any of those? Uh, it's, I've seen gameplay, and I've seen I you know I I'm aware of them, and of course I've heard y'all talk about them before. Uh, but I've never played them myself. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Shelby would be a little disappointed that I haven't played them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's the only Have reason why we've played them, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, I, I wasn't. That wasn't. I think I played my uh, the first one before I met Shelby, but oh, okay. yeah, they're good. Have you played uh, Dang and Last. Not you, Sage. You know you haven't, but have you tried that, Frantic? Uh, uh, or your yeah, I know. I'm j- trying to get her to stop. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's, I don't care. <laughs> um, Dang and Rampa is one of those I've owned every single one of them, and I haven't played them yet. It's just uh, like kind of sitting there. I have a lot of those yeah, types so. of games. <laughs> it's it's great though, man. I, I can't uh, recommend Dragon Grandpa enough. It's a fun game. So, oh, so also with recently and Frantic as well, we were recently part of a Cartridge Club Prime episode for Kingdom Hearts. Fantastic, good fun. Uh, I just want to mention that I started playing uh, Chain of Memories and and the mobile game Kingdom Hearts Union. And so you know, mobile games, Sage, you you like those yes, those things? I do. It's not too bad actually. It, it's 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 be- I think it's a better watered down version of the main series than Fire Emblem was slash is. Uh, there's more to do, and it feels a bit more like, like it reflects a lot of the Kingdom Hearts kind of lore. Like uh, the the story mode is kind of a map that's not like a single screen map. It's sometimes multiple areas, and and you're basically moving your character around. And uh, it's just fighting in combat. You use this like wheel system with different, uh, I don't want to call them. They're called medals, which are basic characters that do an attack. And there's a story. And there's like events. It's kind of like the. Uh, Final Fantasy games and stuff that's been coming out, they're like pretty decent for for their setting. Uh, pretty light on content because it's easier to just, well, not content. There's tons of content. I guess light on on depth, uh, which honestly kind of makes sense to me because you you really don't want like a handheld or or a uh, console like experience on mobile. At least like I don't have time. Like I'm glad that the um, levels are like two minutes because if I'm going to play a mobile games, usually in between doing stuff. So, yeah, overall, I'd say it's it's decent, and it seems to tie into the series at least a little bit, which is pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. cool. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what else in the world of gaming have you, have you guys been up to? I got Labo. Oh, right, yes. Fuck. <laughs> Tell us about Labo. I forgot about it, and I pre-ordered it a long time ago. I think whenever the pre-order came up, because I thought it was going to be sold out quickly. I don't think... Right. Let me check. But I don't think it's, it's sold out at all. And... And so it it got delivered on Friday, and 
I was the first thing that surprised me is the size of the thing. Like I, I was, I was thinking it's gonna was gonna be like the size of a laptop or so, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really large. It's like like four laptops put together, and and it's also kind of tall, so it's pretty heavy. You open the thing, and like the the whole experience of opening the box and and laying out the stuff and unpacking was very uh i felt it was really guided like you open the the box and there's no padding or anything like that there's there's like a piece of carton on the on the left that has instructions on it like what to do like do this do this do this and and the game card is is in there so it tells you hey put the the game card you know in and then you when you put the game card in the in the system the whole thing is like a tutorial but it's a very i don't know it felt really good like the moment we put the thing in like we were hooked in the sense that we were into the experience of of following the steps and the the interface is really clean it reminded me a lot of of warioware diy i don't know if you guys played that but it's really it's a lot like that it also feels a lot like uh rhythm heaven stuff like that in, yeah. in uh, like, I I it's like mini games mini games uh it, Sorry. yes but initially what they make you do is is to make um a Joy-Con holder, mm. so it's it's just the one piece, and it won't let you uh, see the the rest of the interface unless it like it's very on rails. So you open it and tell you do this, that, and you, you so you snap in it. And something that is really really cool is how they handle the instructions because it has like a back and for forward button. So you use it to animate the thing, and it will tell you where to fold it and stuff. So it was really good. That's cool. Very charming. So we did that. We did that, and then it lets you uh, see the rest of the interface. And there are three main sections. There's a make section, there's a play section, and there's a discover section. And the interface in that regard reminded me a lot of WarioWare Touched. I think, yeah. It, it, I don't know. I kept thinking of of WarioWare, and um, yeah. And then we built the the remote car. It's not like a car. It's like a bug of sorts. It has like uh, like six little legs sticking out and you put the, the two joy cons together and then it, something that is really cool is that you get to use the switch in a very different way because you use it almost like a mobile phone everything is touchscreen it's pretty cool and my wife didn't know that thing was a remote con- remote control car so she started pressing the buttons and she was so so charmed so surprised about the thing being what it was and working so well as it as it does it was pretty surprising, and then the the uh, the right Joy-Con has like an infrared camera, right? Mm-hmm. So it shows you a picture. So it's it's really cool. Yes. Um, is it like uh you put it in there? Is it like use the motor and the vibrating controllers to move the con- car? Is that how it works? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That's that's how it works. That's and cool. I don't know. I, we were having having this uh, a lot of like silly fun. It's not like fun in the sense like what you guys were describing with God of War, like at all, right? This is this is a completely different thing. It felt more like toy-ish yeah. fun. And then we build a piano and the piano is a really large project. It took my wife like two hours or so <laughs> to make, mm-hmm. but she was super entertained. And then in the end, it's really magical because you, you're you building this thing up and the interface is really uh, encouraging about every step. And then it works perfectly. It's magical, man. It, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, maybe I will never touch it again, but at the, at the very least, those <laughs> those two or three hours we spent uh, with the thing were really cool. And that was just like the make section. Then the, the discover section has like more stuff that you can do, like extended functionality. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've seen somebody building that uh, robot suit one. It seemed like it takes four to six hours to build that one. That's insane. Mm. Like, who has that time? Yeah. I I just want to play the games. Uh, But, but, uh, yeah, I guess it's part of the fun, right? Building that that stuff up. Oh, yeah. So, he's not for everyone? No, not at all. Would would I have bought it if not because my wife wanted it? I, I don't think so. But now, I mean... I can see a lot of kids, especially like parents, with, uh, playing with their kids and having like a blast with it. So kudos to Nintendo, man. And something that is really, really cool is uh, that is really hard. And Rob and I, we know this uh, very well. It's really hard to build a product, right? You can build a prototype, like a little game. You can uh, build like, um, like Rob is a concept artist. He can make a picture and make something look really interesting and exciting. But it is a really long way from when you're in the studio, you know, developing something, showing something up, trying to sell it to all the way to oh, yeah. putting it out there and, and actually being as exciting as it is. So wait, wait, what you see in the commercials from uh, Labo is a really polished experience, right? And sometimes when you actually experience it, the stuff is off, right? It doesn't really feel like what the commercial feels. But in this case... I was really surprised. It, it, everything works really well. And I was, I don't know, it, I was smiling most of the time. So, yeah, really good job. And it's really hard what, to do this kind of thing. When when weren't you smiling? Was Were you upset about things? You said you were smiling most of the time. Were you angry? <laughs> Did Erica, Erica mess up the cardboard and you're like, this cardboard's expensive. You don't don't mess with it. Let me see. I, I guess I have a complaint <laughs> about something, right? Uh, All right? It creates a little bit of a mess when you are... Popping things out of the, uh, I don't know how to call it. like Car- Cardboard sheets, pre-cut Yeah, sheets. from the sheets, right? Because you pop them out and sometimes there's little pieces that you have to also like pop out. So in the end, after like two or three hours of play, you're going to end up with a little bit of a mess. <laughs> so that will be a major complaint. Well, but I'm I'll... curious about something. How much space does everything take up once you've built all the, all the stuff for the various games? Uh, the piano is kind of like a... I'm looking at my laptop, so I think it's kind of like a laptop space. Okay. So it's pretty, it's, it's big, and, and it has this thing in the back sticking out because the piano relies a lot on the infrared camera of the right Joy-Con. So in the back has a Joy-Con holder. So it's, it seems like it's a piano with a tail, <laughs> so you can picture mm-hmm. it like that. So it's a little bit uncomfortable to store. Does it have the right amount of keys on the piano? I don't know. I don't know about music, but it has like the first. So it's pretty much one scale, that's, right? That's what you're saying. It has like eight keys. Is that kind of how it's called? I yeah, it's a. If, and that yeah, would be a scale, it. yeah. And then you can pitch it up or down depending. So yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and something that is, and something that is uh, also really cool about the piano it has these dials. Has comes with four dials, and you just drop it in the piano, and it changes the, the sound type. So like the, the the standard one. It's just, it sounds like a piano, but if you drop like the first dial in, you know, in a little hole it has on top, it changes to cats. So everything is like meow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cute. Cool. Yeah. If we get the plate, we can play that in your background since you don't have cats. And then it can sound like Frantic's place and mine when my cats are being rowdy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we could all have cats going on. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. <laughs> I'll bring it actually. It sounds interesting. I don't. I'm glad I didn't buy it, but um, yeah, it sounds cool. Robot, robot seems the most fun of all of them. But even then, I, I'm kind of wondering. It just seems like more difficult VR. 
<laughs> it has like a pulley system in it. It's pretty crazy. Like you, they they make you make these. Uh, basically, they make you stack cardboard. They fold it down and put it in these little weights, and then you make a backpack and put these uh, weights in there, and then you make pulleys that have weights on them. It's yeah, insane. it's pretty. It's like I was watching someone put it together, and just like seeing it come together, it's like, wow, you know, something I've yes. never seen before. So it's pretty cool. That's that. That part is a lot of fun putting it together. I mean, when usually I didn't do it, but seeing it, even just uh, uh, seeing it being put together is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's usually the usually the part that you don't see that's being done at the factories before you get your finished project sent to you. Is uh, all that part? So it's like that you're getting the mad magic. Celeste, <laughs> stop. Uh, we run a tight ship here at Bonus Barrel. We're so mad right now. Seiji is, is is angered into silence. Shelby wouldn't even show up. She's like, look, <laughs> my cats aren't allowed to be on the episodes. <laughs> this guest cat can't just... I just picked her up. I'm trying to calm her <laughs> down. She's freaking out for some reason. <laughs> That's cute. I like cats. It's all good. We should have did like a cat-based I'm game. really sorry, guys. <laughs> It's okay. I'm not. I'm not I swear she doesn't do this all the time. Funny. It's just like she knows that I'm doing something with other people. I guess I don't know. <laughs> See, how do you feel about cats? I like cats. That's good. It's Me just too. that I'm a little bit allergic to them. Curse of your body. So the thing is that if you don't like cats and you're allergic to them, that's fine, right? Because you see cats and it's like bad, so you stay away from them. But I kind of like cats. I like to pet them. I like how they feel. I like that they're soft and. I don't know. Oh, I remember because back in the old days of BBHQ, <laughs> in the early days before you had like medication, you would leave and you, you'd be all stuffed up and stuff because my cat was, was murdering you. Yeah. I see a kitty and I want to pet it. But then they're adorable. Like, and like, no, I'm going to get allergic. And then after a while, I'll just go for it. And then I get like <laughs> a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad and, and acute in a, in a depressing way. Yeah, there's, um, there's something that about, about petting, like cats and dogs, that makes you feel better, right? Yeah, there's. I think I'm pretty sure. I'm not talking on my ass. There is some actual like research that shows that. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the specifics of why that is the case, but uh, there is some truth to that that calms you down, like, which makes sense because they're. It's adorable. like the concept of like therapy dogs or whatever. Some people have. Yeah. I won't say much more about it because I actually don't know enough about it, but. But yeah, something. Look it up. Use Google. Oh, I hear something. Yeah, I'm using the. Playing, you, I'm using the piano. The, Let me just get the cat one. Yeah, let's get the cat one going on. Let's get this. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is how it sounds normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Play there's, there's this little dial with a number one on it, and you drop it in the thing, and now it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you, can, you can turn the dial and it, it has some effects in there. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. So now I have my own cats that I, yeah. can, that I can actually touch. What, what, what's the other, other dials do? So that's number one. Number two... It's like a shitty hat city Miku. Voice modulation. <laughs> it's fucking Katamari. <laughs> and 
That's number two. Number three. You can't get this entertainment anywhere else, folks. Shitty ass. Number three keyboard. is. Oh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's just cursed. That's all it is. <laughs> that sounds like me mocking it. <laughs> <laughs> and number four. Number four. Oh, it, no, num- there's no number four. It's like a. It's like a circle. It has a circle on top. This is the coolest. So it doesn't. I don't know if you. We can. If you can hear it, but the uh, the controller starts vibrating, so it feels really cool. So it's just like a vibrating one, like. This is this is the. You know how the, this it sounds like buzzy, but it's yeah. it's it's buzzing like the whole piano is is buzzing, so it's pretty cool. That's great. It's those HD rumble, man. Oh, but you gotta have that H. You imagine how great God of War be with HD rumble, man. I mean, you, that you, you could you would get feel that. that you know how it's getting like ninety fours, ninety fives. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would rock it to a hundred. <laughs> HD Rumble. I want to hear. I want to feel where Kratos's hands are on his on his axe. Yeah, feel that. I want to feel I'm that playing. father and son relationship in my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when I almost pat the kid's shoulder twice, <laughs> I want to actually feel my hand stop short. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mine, mine are very. This is not really spoiler territory, but me and me and Megan, my partner, she's also playing the game. Uh, we both kind of chuckled because it happened so soon, where it's an almost shoulder pat, and then like. Like a half hour later, he almost does a shoulder pat yep. again. I'm like, dude, you already failed once. Either sh- pat his shoulder or don't even think about it. Don't do this to yourself or anybody else. Hacky. Otherwise, great. I, I wouldn't lower the game in any way because yeah. of that. Just It was enough to take me out of the moment for a moment. You, you just did this. Jeez. We had this moment already. Good game, you don't, though. You don't deserve yeah. it twice. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah not that yeah. fast. <laughs> it's like, like a half hour. Speaking of Dragon Ball, there's a there's a fight in there that felt a little early Dragon Ball-y. Yeah, that was intense. Was cool. I was like, I didn't I didn't know what to expect from the game, you know, altogether because I've been pretty blind to it. And then when I got to that, I was like, oh, so this is what this game's doing. Okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. My dream is to see Seiji play this game someday. I want to I want to see your, your reactions. I don't know. I want I, my old pessimistic Rob like he'd hate every second of it. But now I'm thinking maybe maybe he would enjoy some of it. Seiji doesn't hate hate kids. I don't. So and I do, and I'm still enjoying it. So there <laughs> we go. So it's it's overcoming so many things. Uh, you guys have anything else going on in games or anything about recent game news that you guys find interesting or wish to talk about? E3's coming up. That's exciting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's real exciting, Rob. Really, really exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, frantic. Everybody's backing me up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should we should we call you frantic or? You can call me Josh. That's fine. Josh, yeah, that's fine. You you put up was it you that put up a a poll in Twitter talking about the E3? Uh, that was. Oh, we're doing an E3 episode or something like that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be making some videos where I predict like, what do you think's gonna be at this conference and stuff? I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your predictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I kind of like to think of crazy stuff and like oh do you think this would happen or this and then see if i'm wrong or right or whatever it's pretty fun so it's book days off for e3 uh, i always yeah do. I, I usually take uh, the weekend con- off conference yeah days. i take the weekend off yeah yeah so. i'm excited for everything i get always I, I get 
so pumped during E3. There's something about that, all the the constant like chat. Like I, this is one of the reasons why I miss game trailers too, because game trailers would be on for like the entire week. They'd have stream going on, and I really like I really, I really like that kind of presence. This is a, now there's still a lot does of stuff, easy allies but. do that because it's a similar group of guys. I don't know if they keep it going on the the whole like like it wasn't twenty four seven for for um. Uh, game trolls, but it was pretty damn close. I don't know if if Easy Allies does that. I should check it out though. Yeah, I mean they got the Brandon Jones that part and all was fun. from game trailers. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of hype. Man, I fucking love E3. I just want to see what it's really not that far away. People are announcing. It feels like the other one just no, happened it's so too. Close. Like it just feels like I yeah. just got off of it. But I mean, it's been ten months. So <laughs> where, where was your stance on uh, on Digital Devolvers last year? Their little I, show. I thought it was stupid and and had fun moments but it, i didn't hate it you know like some people I was, you weren't like triggered by it no, i thought it was fine like yeah yeah i i, I loved it me and megan were, were having a good old time but we kind of like that kind of humor but but uh, you know I, I don't think it was anything amazing it was it was yeah. fun uh but yeah some people like just just hated like hated its existence yeah it, it felt like a, an adult swim like two two a.m yeah it did 10 minute show that they post randomly you know they do that sometimes so yeah. i thought it was a good a good prank yeah. honestly uh if they did it every year that i would think okay well it was funny the first time but now you've you've already done it so i, I think they anymore. should but, do like a they, normal one this year to throw everybody off yeah that was people are just waiting for like something to happen but it's just a normal yeah. show yeah please keep messing with the expectations yeah that's a good idea i wonder if they'll do anything this year it'll be interesting to see they, they publish some good games and stuff like our friend jordan uh, they they publish um, Hadaful Boyfriend, which is one of her favorite uh, dating games. Yeah, they have some good stuff. Have you, have you, have you ever won a date a pigeon before, uh, Josh? Um, I've considered it, but I'm I'm th- I think I'll pass. <laughs> okay, well, if you ever want to try that without actually you know cooing a a, a pigeon yourself, yeah, it's a life commitment though. So you know, I, I, I yeah, yeah, I think pigeons are monogamous, so you kind of have to settle down with yeah. them, but. Hey, do you want to date a pigeon? Uh, I don't know. It depends on the pigeon, right? Yeah, I guess their personality would, would, would matter. You're going to get to know the pigeon and see Yeah, you know, he's a good match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You that's mean true. in game, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I was talking in real life. I, mean, <laughs> I was yeah. talking in real life, too. But, oh, no, yeah. I passed. Pass. Right. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of passing, uh, it has nothing to do with that at all. Uh, either of you guys see... Do you guys watch movies? Like like on the, on the slightly regular. I don't think you do too much, do you, Sage? You don't go to movies much, do you? You mean the movie theater? Yeah, I haven't been in a while, but I do watch a lot of. You can call it TV. It's not TV. I mean, I watch a lot of Netflix and and YouTube, like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watch lots of uh, movies. So okay, well, I usually I do this with Shelby, but she's of course not here, and it's a shame because I saw both of those with her. Maybe we'll come back to it. But I saw a Quiet Place in Pacific Rim too. Did you guys see either of those movies? No, I've been wanting to see a Quiet Place so much. Uh, like we just haven't been able to line up times to go see it yet. Won't spoil anything, but I really, really enjoyed a Quiet Place. And Pacific Rim two was kind of dumb, but the the action scenes were were very enjoyable. So if you wouldn't go in with something like that, then you'll have fun. If you try to analyze the story, you'll be sad real fast. Yeah. But it was it was fun. Like it doesn't take itself nearly as seriously as the first one did, which did take itself kind of seriously, but was fun. Uh, this one doesn't take itself seriously, and it's still fun. So there we go. I love the first one. robots. Yeah, I think I think you should watch the second one. But when when you are when you're able to, Avengers is out next week. You guys excited for that at all? I'm yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I I use this thing called Movie Pass where you kind of like uh you have to show up at the theater and hope their seats because uh it's like ten dollars a month and I'm cheap so. 
yeah. Ah. Uh, it's pretty cool, but hopefully I can get seats. But yeah, we want to go see that next week. That'll yeah. be fun. Movie pass. Is that how many times a month can you uh, use it's it? It's pretty much you pay $10 a month. You get it and you, it takes forever yeah. to get their card, but you get the card and uh, it's one movie a day for $10 a month. Yeah, really? so you just that's insane. yeah you bring the card to the theater, you sign on on the app, and then you say, okay, I want to see, I guess, Quiet Place, whatever you're going to see, 10 p.m. You sign it in on the app, and you check in, and you swipe the card at the kiosk, and bam, you got your tickets. So that seems like really insanely yeah, good. Yeah, it is. Because like, you have to. I, you, the thing don't... about it is, you have to be at the theater. You know what I mean? You can't do like e-ticketing in most theaters with it. So that's the only downside. Yeah. That's... yeah. To me, like that's normal though. Like we don't really have those. We don't have uh, pre-booked theaters uh, seats anyways, unless you're going for the D box. Yeah. So like that would be just be a win. I'm like, oh cool, this is like normal. I just go into the theater. Ten bucks a month. That is dirt yeah. cheap. That's a cra- It's like how can you not do that? That's yeah, insane. So, I mean, me yeah, and me and my partner have one, and we uh, use it all the time. So it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh shit! You guys ready for topicking? Yeah. Up next topic. Okay, so uh, I chose the game this week, mm-hmm. this time, this this episode. I chose. I like to choose short, uh, little, little quirky games when I when I get the chance. So I chose Valkyrie no Densetsu, which is Legend of the Valkyrie. Uh, it's a arcade game, which is a sequel, I believe, to a Famicom game. Um, it is actually the Famicom game was Valkyrie no Boken Toki no Kagi Densetsu. Um, so we we didn't get either of those games. Um, there was a port was released for the PC Engine in 1990. In 1996, the game was translated into English and released as part of the Namco Museum Volume 5 compilation on PlayStation, which I don't have. I am going to keep my eye out for that, actually, because I, I quite enjoy this game. So I, I can't say much about the plot when we get into the game, because I played it in Japanese, and I, I don't I have very little idea of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Although you can kind of discern it from... Maybe we can just do our own plot. We'll just figure it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be fun. So... Oh yeah, the PC Engine was ported to the Wii's Virtual Console, but I don't turn my Wii on anymore, so I couldn't. I, w- I have no idea. I would. I didn't download it that way either. So, yeah. So arcade game came, developed and published by Namco. Uh, it's um, was released in Japan in 1989. Yes. And it. I guess apparently there's a mobile version too. All in Japan. Everything is in Japan. We got very very little of this. Uh, they Wikipedia claims it's a platform shooter. Um, I don't know if I, I just see it as kind of a top-down action game with with some shooting elements, I guess. But I don't really see it as a shooter. I don't know. And yeah, so it stars the uh, character Valkyrie and her friend Sandra, which is actually a man. Uh, and by man, I mean lizard man, kind of. Um, and they're in what's it called, uh, Marvel Land or something like that? I think I don't remember. They're in their world, and you're <laughs> you're. Uh, how do you? Because do I don't know the story. You're, there's seeds. All right, let's figure the story out. Okay. Um. Because did any of you guys play this in English? No. Nope. All right. Because who's gonna track down a PlayStation One disc? Uh, I, I'm going to, but not for the episode. But like, so yeah, you're. <laughs> um. There's seeds and trees, and you're traveling through. I think eight or eight lands. I think that sounds mm-hmm. right. 
there's yes eight lands and you're uh killing enemies killing a boss that's all part of the story and then and then and then something happens and then you're in a different land story is not very important to this game but do you think think i missed anything Uh, i don't know it's like you were like in a castle you were like underground and then yeah you save a kid from being eaten yeah or whipped by an ogre yeah i remember seeing mm-hmm. that you find people along the way a little bit it looks like there's almost like <sighs> you're in hell at one point kind of area yeah, yeah. so so it's uh the story yeah that's pretty much it don't play the game for the story it's, it's an arcade game anyways like really who's playing it for yeah. the story uh it's curious did you, so did you did i know you beat it josh did you beat it Sage? nope how far did you get let me see I okay. beat like a wizard guy where in a like tiled floor. Oh, it's not too far from the end actually. And, and then on the next stage, oh, yeah. I got bored with it because it, it got really monotonous. How dare you? I know. I know. So the gameplay, as you kind of mentioned, it is top down. You play, so I didn't play two players, obviously, but you can play as two players, and there's power-ups throughout the stages that you can find, and that will give you, so it's kind of, I don't know, how, I don't know how to describe this, it has, like, you have, you, you're, you're, there's different currencies in the game, you can find, like, bubbles, and coins, and I guess, I never actually managed to use the, the ma- money to buy magic, but you can buy magic in this game, and... So, so yeah, actually, here's, so the controls, you have your joystick, it's an eight-way joystick to direct the Valkyrie, um, pretty standard arcade stuff. There's a firing button, so you use this button to make your character fire shots from her sword or or Sandra's tridents at enemies. There's a jump button, so there is actually some minor platforming in this game. There's some frustrating platform at certain yes. points. And then, yeah, of course, there's one or two player button, so if you want to play the game as one or two players. Uh, that's the, it for the controls, and as far as the upgrades go, there's like... Um, just different stuff that you can find or buy that will upgrade your weapon. So there's different, like, I have a list of them here. We can go over them in a bit later, but let's just start things off with the controls and the, the gameplay. What did you guys think of uh, just playing the game? Oh, uh, well, I thought the game was pretty fun. Uh, I'm playing on MAME, of course, since it's an arcade game. So all I did was stick a bunch of credits in my uh, queue. Yeah, and then <laughs> yep. if I died, I just mashed on the player one start button. So if I died, it was kind of inconsequential, but, you know, it was still a lot of fun to go through. Um, I do agree with Seiji. It does get a little monotonous near the end, and uh, the platforming is just terrible. I hated it. That's the my least favorite part of it. So, yeah. Platforming was pretty brutal. It's at a couple at a couple points, I found. Although I found, like, the controls really, really tight. Like, otherwise... Yeah. Like I found, like I had control over the character, and I I enjoy when games uh, are very accurate to that. Yeah, uh, there's a stage. Okay, this is near the end of the game, but like you have to jump on these little stone things that are in the water, and then you have these clouds that are electrocuting you, and the dudes oh, are shooting yeah. you with arrows at the same time. And if you fall in the water, you have to restart the platforming. Yeah. So I was on that for like 15 was- minutes, probably doing that. Same yeah. here. Maybe even longer. Yeah. That was the part of the game where I was... Li- the only part time of the game where I was just angry. Yeah. Like, uh, otherwise... Which doesn't say... That doesn't speak to a game's uh, quality. I get angry at every game I play. <laughs> but uh, that part I was, like, furious. Just I couldn't... But you can kill the clouds. I didn't realize that until later that you could actually kill the clouds. That would have made it a lot easier to handle. Yeah. Also, I think if you die enough, the game just takes the enemies away. I've, I've noticed that in certain parts of the game where I just kept dying. Because usually because of platforming. 
the enemies on the other side were just gone. I feel like uh, the game just gives up and lets you keep going. Yeah. So, Seiji, what do you think about the gameplay and controls? Mm, I have some complaints uh, about it. I, I think the same that a lot of it is pretty tight. It feels feels good, especially because I like these large sprites on screen. And I don't know if we've talked about the art style, but the art style is pretty, uh, you know, pretty nice. I like it. Although I was expecting a little bit more of like pop in the graphics. I don't know why when I, when I was watching pictures, I, I was thinking, ooh, it's very well defined. But when, when I was playing the game, it felt like a lot of it was really flat when it was in movement. So I don't know if this was a conscious decision or it was some sort of technical stuff. Also, there's a lot of sprite manipulation. There's a lot of scaling and rotating and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure that there must be some sort of... I didn't read about this, but they're probably showcasing the arcade platform. Yeah, arcade system, Namco system too. Probably a little bit of a tech demo going on here. Um, anyway, some of my complaints with the with the game itself is... Yeah, the jumping is horrible because... Like, for example, in Mario, when you have this 2D perspective from the side, when you jump, you go up and you can see that difference really clearly because it up and down is something that you see from the side. But when you jump, it just goes towards you. So it's really hard to uh, really good calculation. And also the jumping is kind of weird because the jumping is more real. Like it's very hard to change direction once you commit to a jump, like change direction in the air, like very little, but not like in Mario where you move to any direction. So that was it. So those two things combined, I think, are the reason why the, the platforming is is difficult. But it, it, it's minor because uh, the, the collision detection in this game is pretty flexible, let's say. A lot of bullets don't touch you. Uh, sometimes you can land on stuff that doesn't seem like you're going to land on. So I guess they adjusted with that. And But my main complaint is this. You see, the character can point in eight directions, right? So it's up. Up, down, left, right, and then diagonals, like up, left, up, right, and stuff like that. While you're moving, you can, let's say, up, right. But if you are not moving, you cannot lock in a diagonal. So let's say you're walking and there's a, an enemy to top right of you, right? And you want to shoot it. The only way to shoot in that angle is by moving towards it. So that made into a lot of frustrating moments where I wanted to put myself into safety and then shoot from that safety point. But you cannot because you have to move into that direction to shoot. And this was particularly hard in bosses because, you know, in bosses, you're kind of like um, avoiding a lot of objects and then you kind of like attack from a corner. But it's really hard to do in this game you have to, because you have to move into that direction and, and the boss is so large that you, I don't know, I found that a little bit frustrating. But in general, I think it was kind of polished. The main problem with this game wasn't really in the core gameplay. It was more with the pacing. I felt, but it it's sort of uh, characteristic from arcade games because arcade games are not meant to play the way that I was playing it, which is like yeah. trying to to finish it in one run. <laughs> yeah, this was exactly how I played it too. Well, I should I had to restart a few times, but I, I did play it and I beat it in one shot. Of course, it's not a very long game. It's like about fifty minutes to an hour, I guess, depending on how good you are, uh, especially at that last part of the game where there's all those platforming. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of that stuff. I 
thought, as far as visuals go, like, I thought the game was super charming. Like, I don't know, I like the style of the game, I like the kind of chibi look to the characters, I like how bright and colorful most things was. And one thing that stuck out to me the most in the game, honestly, is the music. I just really, really love the music in this game. Uh, I was listening to it for most of the week, actually, just quite, quite enjoy it. There's a few tracks which uh, you might hear at certain points of this episode, but... Yeah, really like the music, like the characters, like the enemies were a lot of fun for the most part. Uh, and the bosses are pretty cool too, especially the last boss, even though he took forever to kill. Like, took so many hits, but yeah. And uh, as far as gameplay goes, there is some, there's a couple things I want to mention. There's two, sh like I said earlier, there's two shops. One is Babasama, uh, it's an elderly sorcerer, uh, and it kind of appears in present, or preset locations throughout the game. And you can buy some spells for them, you can get. Let's see what spells we have here. One's called the Option Spell, which will give Valkyrie and Sandra the power to create up to eight miniaturized clones of themselves on the screen simultaneously, and their clones follow them around the screen when they move. There's Cyclone, which will give Valkyrie and Sandra the power to create an enormous raging inferno on the screen for a period of time. There's the Big Spell, which makes Sandra and Valkyrie giant, and uh, when they jump, it kind of shakes the screen. There's Hurricane which uh, gets the power to create a raging hurricane on the screen for a short period of time. There's Chameleon, and this magic spell is given uh, gives them the ability to transform all the enemies that are currently on the screen into different ones. And finally, there's Flying Sky, which will give them the power to fly through the sky for a short period of time. Um, so it uses the magic bubbles you pick up as sort of, uh, I guess, like a magic meter. And then you meet Zool, and uh, he's a traveling salesman. And this is where you buy... Uh, like power up. So there's wide beam having the appearance of a shield, which so I thought it was a shield at first. Uh, it gives them the power to fire more powerful shots for 160 uses. There's three way shot having the appearance of a scepter. It will give them the power to shoot fire in three ways. There's bomb, uh, which is just your, your tossing or lobbing bombs. There's homing shot, which uh, looks like a appearance of a crossbow. It'll give them power to fire homing uh, abilities. There's four way shot. Which, uh, again, shoots in four directions. Then there's the through shot, which will give the power to fire penetrating shots to the enemy. And then there's eternal sword, which looks, uh, this has the external appearance of a smaller scepter. Uh, these will give them the powers to fire an infinite number of powered up shots on pickup. I don't know if I, I don't think I found that actually. And then there's a couple, there's a couple of permanent ones too. There's like the healing herb, the heart plate, the sand watch, and magic ball which all will increase the uh, health or, or magic meter and also magic book and dress. So those are, there's a lot of stuff to find in this game. A lot of upgrades. You, you pick up quite a bit of money so you can kind of keep buying. I, I found I was able to keep mostly powered up through the game. So I was wondering if you guys had any favorite power ups that you liked. Uh, I like the homing one the best. I think it's like a little, it's like the orange balls, right? That came out and just kind of would wrap around and hit the, hit the yeah, enemy. And it, it kind of looks like, I guess almost fireballs. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're they're the best. Like the uh, what Sage was saying is hard to control. Like uh, especially you have to move the direction that you're aiming. With that, you can kind of be a little more loose with it because it'll actually home in on the boss when you're fighting them, which I found to be useful a lot yeah. of the times. So I found I, I play this game kind of like a uh, shoot 'em up in some ways. So when I play these types of games, I'm almost always constantly moving. So I never really had the issue that like the one you bring up is a valid one about locking in place a lot of those games will let you lock it and move the, the joypad slightly in a direction to shoot like uh, i think like um uh zombies hate my neighbors kind of have that control scheme it, it, at a glance these two games would look kind of similar but they play they do play quite differently at any rate um 
yeah, I, I move a lot during during those types of things, so I, I didn't really thought about that. But uh, what did you like any of the power up, Seiji? I I liked one pretty early on. It was like a half a moon kind of thing, and it was giant. So one thing that oh, is like really cool about this is that the projectiles that you're shooting is really big, and the projectiles that they're they're shooting you they're never that big, which is kind of like the opposite of in like uh, shooters. Yeah, shoot 'em ups. Uh, yeah, I like that one. I, but I couldn't really make sense of the power-up system. But I, I mean, I only had like two sessions and I played uh, uh, maybe like an hour or 45 minutes in total gameplay. So I wasn't really like exploring it too much. Although I noticed that th there were like alternate paths. So that was cool. Yeah, there's alternate paths. And uh, I mean, I'm sure they all lead to the same same spot, same boss at the end, but. Yeah, you could. So there's some a little bit of variety there, and and uh, the enemies kind of got. I thought the enemies are pretty varied too. It ranges from like flying monkeys to chameleons to a lot of like Japanese style demons and goblins and walking trees and all that stuff. So it was pretty cool. Uh, what made you pick this game? Because it seems pretty oh, obscure. It is. It, you know, I didn't realize it was this obscure. Uh, Project Crosszone. She was a character, a summon character in Project Crosszone. Really liked her design. And so I look. I looked up the game, and I'm like, "Oh, this looks like a fun game. I like arcade games. I will write this down for future BB." And that's pretty much it. Saw her, and she's just yeah. I didn't. I thought. I thought there was a bunch of games. I thought we we had them translated. And I just didn't hear much about it. But no, you're right. This is a really a pretty obscure game, which yeah. is so I'm kind of happy to, that we're talking about it just for that reason alone. Because I I think it's good to to get these kind of games out there. The game's great. I I mean, for me, I, I personally had a blast playing it. But yeah, it's uh. Appearance in Cross Zone. I don't know when's the last time she's been in a game otherwise, but uh, there's yeah. four games in the series, and the latest one is uh, like a mobile game, I think. But oh right, it's it's still pretty old. It's like from 2007. That's so long ago. It doesn't sound long ago when you say 2007, but when you think about the amount of time, it's a long time ago. I know, man. That's crazy. Well, bring her back. Her and Goemon. They need to. They need their their time to come back and and be uh, appreciated. Uh, yeah, so there are some bosses in the game. Uh, there is one called Twin Garasu, which is a two-headed turtle monster. There was a, uh, a dragon. There was something called Scissors, which is like a green tulip-like creature that pops into the ground. I think they're like kind of like mini-bosses. They kind of remind me of Anteaters from Final Fantasy. Uh, then there was one, I think one fight was just a bunch of, bunch of fireballs, right? And then there's Boss Tolento, which is just a giant tree monster with a really goofy-looking face. Then there's some masks, and that's not about, oh, uh, Magma Dokusa, Dokusasu, which is like a giant scorpion monster, and there's also robot enemies in this game. I don't know where the, f where the hell robot enemies came from, but there, there was robot enemies, and then there was one called uh, Erekiban, which is some sort of alien monster, <laughs> and Snowbird, which is a giant uh, frosty bird, well, that was a pain in the ass. There's, oh, there's one boss, and I think it was stage five, called it's called Sinmoth, and it's like a mammoth. It's like it's a mammoth, and the boss fight is just it asks you some questions. You answer the right question, and you go downstairs, and that's pretty much that's it. And it looks it looks like a fearsome boss too, but it's it's, it's not it's not. Uh, and then lastly, the last boss is uh, Kamuzu, which is. A really weird looking demon. I thought he had a cool design actually. I might I might take a crack at drawing him sometime. But yeah, so those are the bosses and some extra enemies in the game. Did you guys have any any favorites that stuck out to you? 
what was that scorpion? The, whatever the scorpion's name was, the lava-looking one. I thought he was pretty cool. That one was called the Magma Tokusasu. Yeah, I I, I like how they play with perspective on that one because it kind of zooms out a little bit and your sprite's smaller, oh, right, yeah, yeah, a little bit smaller than usual. And uh, it really makes it feel like that monster is just massive. I mean, he's not really a hard boss fight, really, honestly, but it was... I just liked how it looked. It looked really cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's a cool fight and a cool monster. I also like the uh, twin turtle-headed uh, twin Gerasu. He was pretty cool too. Just visually, I thought he was kind of a kind of a fun-looking enemy. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers most of the game. I don't think we're missing anything significant. We could go into damage. Sound good to you guys? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So. Uh, yeah, so damage system, recommendation system, so three hearts total, we can damage up to one full heart each in, in terms of quarters, so, uh, no damage means you love the game, we recommend to everyone three quarters, or one quarter damage means that we like the game, we'd recommend it to, you know, oh, most people, and then we have half damage, which means we'd recommend it to, you know, like, you know, maybe the right people. And then, of course, three quarters means we don't like the game very much. Probably wouldn't recommend it to most. And then full damage means you hate the game and wouldn't recommend it to anyone. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the damage system. Uh, do you want to go first, Josh? Uh, sure. Uh, I was thinking about it when after I played it because, uh, yeah, um, I'll probably give it about a half damage because I feel like it's more okay. of a, a niche kind of game. I think if you kind of like that style where it's the top-down shooter, like the Explorer, I'm exploring game. I'm thinking more like a Legend of Zelda type game. That's kind of has that feel with the shooter mixed. So it's going to be like a specific mm. people that like that style. You know what I mean? I think would like it. But besides that, if you're not into that style, you're probably not going to enjoy this game at all, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So Half damage. Seiji? <laughs> yes. So you have to think about what kind of people you would recommend this and retro gamer for sure someone interested in like japan exclusives yeah someone interested in this type of genre shoot em ups stuff like that so overall like with just with those three like it's pretty niche like i don't know a lot of people like maybe maybe in the club probably th there will be a few that will be interested but there's a language barrier also um i know a little bit of japanese and I was trying to read it, and, it, and the the text was going so fast that it <laughs> I <laughs> could only understand fast. a few words here and there. So I don't know. It's pretty. It, it has a high barrier of of entry. Also, the game's never been released. Well, I didn't know that thing you said about uh, being in a collection. But uh, other than that, the game hasn't really been released um, North America. So it's pretty. It's pretty hard to to recommend it. Like consider all those things I mentioned, and also like how how are you gonna play it? So. You have to have some knowledge also of ROMs and emulators and stuff like that if if you don't go through the trouble of getting that the uh, that game you mentioned, the, the collection. Um, the game is good. The game is fine for its time. 1989 is pretty impressive uh, technically also uh, with the sprite scaling and all that stuff. I didn't mention this uh, before, but I was thinking about that, that Spider-Man game we played. Oh, we yeah. Played. Yeah, I do. It had some some a little bit of that. Um, this game is better than that. I don't oh, remember, for sure. I don't remember what what damage I, I gave to that game. Probably three quarters. So <laughs> probably I'll have to recommend it more than that game, even though it's. But with the caveat that 
It's a high barrier of entry, so health damage. Okay. Uh, I was prepared to give it uh, only one quarter damage, but I, I guess I'm considering what you're saying. So I love the game a lot. I didn't do Woohoo's and Boohoo's this time because I forgot, but uh, I really enjoyed the game. So sure. So if I was talking to someone like me, then 100%, you know, if you like retro games and an obscure game, like pretty much all the things that say to you listed, really, uh, games that are that just like really obscure games that like this is like a really good definition of a hidden gem, in my opinion. Because it's still quite a fun game, and no one's, I guess, apparently not many people have heard of it or played it at the very least. So, like, all those reasons alone, to me, feels like, like, I would say, no damage, just play the game, it's great. It's, you know, if you have a working knowledge of, of, of MAME, then you're going to be fine. However, like you guys say, not everybody does have that knowledge, and otherwise it's quite difficult to find. So, that's kind of why it's, I'm going up and down, but I love the graphics, love the music, love the setting, love playing the game, with the exception of some of the platforming. Uh, I thought for its time it was pretty impressive looking. Um, yeah, so uh, overall for me, I really enjoyed it, but I would give it half damage as well, just just for the reasons that you guys mentioned. But really, it's not that hard to find. If, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know how to do this stuff. So it's really not like likely that you're gonna. And and if you if you're confused, just message Sagey. He'll he'll walk you right through it. He'll be happy to help you. Sure. <laughs> or Shelby. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's great. But yeah, half damage seems fair to me. I really did like for me for like if I was going by like just my overall general feeling of it, I really enjoyed it. But I think that's probably because of the the mood and setting, and I just like that aesthetic. But yeah. So that leaves a one and a half out of three. It's pretty average then. That's not that's not too bad. How'd you enjoy being on the show, Josh? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope yeah, I didn't fun. ruin your show. <laughs> no, God, no, no, definitely not. I think the cat stuff was hilarious. So yeah, we yeah, we're, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call us the most professional podcast out there. I think you're okay. Um, my cat's been trying to tear shit up in the background, and whenever they want attention, see yours meows, which is nice, but mine will will attack paper, paper my desk, books and stuff, and just knead at them until I give it food or attention. It's really, really obnoxious. <laughs> Because uh, it damages my stuff, so almost rather than just meow, which I find kind of cute, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, so no worries. Sage might be pissed though; he's probably gonna write a blog entry about this, like worst guest ever. Frantic couldn't gather his thoughts because his cats kept meowing and interrupting the show. It's like, how could you? You know, what? I'm <laughs> not gonna write that. Like, I think I think the cat and you combo is is it's a good. power duo. I guess yeah. That's that's what you're gonna be known as, you know, over time. Just cat 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 podcast you should just make your cat an official co-host uh she probably is. frantic thoughts frantic feline thoughts oh. well the the cat is in the in your <laughs> avatar right yeah she so, she yeah. is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i honest opinion i think it's charming so uh take that for what you will but uh yeah so that, there we go we didn't we didn't we don't need shelby i hope she never comes back to the show <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shelby, when you listen to this, consider this your your note your notice. You're out. I'm done with you, Shelby. I don't think she's gonna listen to this episode, no. so she'll she'll probably still be fine. No, I think she's like, Shelby, of- Shelby's like, I'm not gonna listen to this. I'm not in it. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of general attitude. And uh, if if I'm wrong, and Shelby listen to this part here, then uh, maybe I'll apologize next time you're on. Okay, so, here we go. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good deal. <laughs> all right well thank you for for joining us Josh. it's been a blast it's, it's really nice to have new people uh come on the show and i hope that you come on again sometime uh, anytime just hit me up if i'll do it not scared yeah, off. i'll do it anytime awesome great there we go look at that stick around in in, in the server and, and maybe we'll start posting games and shit and people can say if they want to join there sounds we go. awesome 
all great. Okay, well, so thank you for listening. Uh, uh, Karch Club is, you know, a great, great place to be. Big changes in the Karch Club. Kind of depressing, but also good, too, because I like Musty and, and everybody else there, but, but also I'm going to miss P1 and P2, so it's kind of a bummer. If you don't know, P1 is going to go defend the country, our country, and P2 is <laughs> going to do nothing. It's going to do nothing at all. Uh, oh, and also the hashtag uh, P24BB. Uh, Keep that going because I really want to make him a fourth host for the show so badly. Has Need, he reacted at all? Uh, he doesn't want to do anything, but I'm going to um, keep trying. I, I, he, I think he's like so burnt out from from everything. But we're, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna wear him down. I'm gonna do my best to wear him down. Self-proclaimed big fan of Bonus Barrel, and he doesn't. This is his big chance to the majors, and he and he's not even taking it. P two, shame on you. Shame. I know you're listening right now. Come on, man. Shame Come on, on. you. Yeah, get on. Listen, listen to Josh. Get on the show. Join us. Just imagine how great it would be. Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I'm Player Two. You can even use your your actual name if you want. You can be player one on our show if you want to. You don't have uh-huh. to live in Sean's shadow anymore. You can be your own yeah. <laughs> be your own player one. If that if that's what it takes, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, we, and, you know, we can call it. Well, I'll be player two, and then uh, Sagey player three, and Chuck player four. We, we we'll do that for you if you want. If you come to to. So this. bonus barrels the multi tap. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come come join our multi tap. Plug on in. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, get over here. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough fun. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Rob and Seiji. Uh, Frantic. Josh. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right. Cat, stop scratching at shit. <laughs>